from what the work you're doing here. And there's coming a development and an expansion um, to, to what you're doing here. It's going to be something that has not been done before. Um, like, I felt like it would be separate from kind of what we had done here or what New Day on the main campus or even Vandalia is doing it. So it's going to have like something new, uh, a part of this church that has not been done before. Um, and it's going to reach people that you've not reached before. And um, the Lord is setting you up for expansion. That and um, you know, just having seen Anthony and Nicole kind of come into our group years ago and and kind of grow up and then meet each other and you know get married here in this building and then you know just see them. You know, Nicole always said, "I I feel like my destiny is tied to this place, this neighborhood, and this this building." And how how true that all came about. And you know, years to come, it's crazy. But they're just doing such a good work here. Aren't they amazing? And they're just such a, just a powerhouse couple. And they're full of being like a son and a daughter, being kids, and letting God be such a good dad as he is. And uh, just so fun to watch all that God's doing. Um, yes, I will cut in. Um, Anthony, I was just feeling like actually God was saying that uh, you were going to have the kind of influence um, that that Paul had, and that's pretty cool. He's, Paul's a pretty cool, pretty important guy. But um, when wait, was it Peter? Dang it! The shadow would cross, and people were healed when their shadow walked by. And I actually saw you not even intentionally reaching out or doing things intentionally. And God working through you. So um, the supernatural happening in very natural ways where you're not even, I got to minister or I got to make things happen or I got to do this. Things are going to happen and people are going to come to you and go, do you know what happened when you walked by me or when you said this thing or when you did this? And they're gonna, their lives are going to be changed. And I think it's both like, both like spiritual renewal in people's lives, but also physical stuff. Like you're going to see people's physical bodies change and you're not even going to try. You're not even going to do anything. And because that's how God is. So yeah, just like set that expectation for him to just flow out of you, even when you're not ready for it. So I just feel that. Yeah. Yeah. And I just saw for the two of you as well. Um, I saw the two of you with this royal robe over you that the Lord was putting on you, and um, it was soft, and it was just like this luxurious material, and I felt like the Lord was saying that he's lavishing over you guys, and he's lavishing his provision over you, and um, that his softness and his tenderness is, is just over you, and that the things that were hard before are going to become easy, <laughs> and so I just bless those things, and I bless the, just the kind of recognition when those moments are happening or when something shifts, um, but just how his, his provision is just lavishing over you guys. Yeah. Yeah, so um, just kind of a quickly brief over, you know, with us what's happened is just we were here, we were minding our own business in one sense, and the Lord, uh, really clearly spoke to us in an unexpected way about going um, out to Redding, California, 
and being a part of the school ministry there. This was not something that we had dreamed of or desired, but we heard the Lord, and then it was confirmed and confirmed and confirmed, and we said yes, and we and we went. And um, we had no idea the journey that would <laughs> um, come, and I'm going to share some stories just about how that's been going, but um, I, I just, you know, it's crazy. We actually did the, there's a, the school ministry is broken up into three years. There's a first year, a second year schooling, and then a third year where you do an internship. And of course, in our heads, we were just going for a year, but then in the middle of the second year, the Lord told us to go, our first year, the Lord told us to go to second year, and then um, to told us to do the third year. So now it's continuing, but when we were starting our second year, the Lord uh, gave us like three prophetic words in one week about building a house, or buying a house and renting and putting roots down there. And so that was kind of a shock as well, but it's kind of interesting how long this process has taken. And I've been realizing now how gentle the Lord's been with us, because it would have been such a big deal to kind of, you know, have us know all that early on. He definitely told us as it was easier for us, which was great. Um, <clears throat> so we've just learned a lot, and God has just really done a lot in our hearts. And I feel like we are definitely changed people, but we are continuing to change. So we're here, and we're, we're visiting. We're going to head out... Um, in about a week, a little over a week, and we're going to actually pack all of our things in a moving truck and go to, to Reading and settle down there, which we don't know how long we'll be there, but we just are doing what the Lord's leading us to do, and I think we'll see. I keep saying, Lord, why are we going? You know, we're finishing our last year of school, but what's after that? We don't really know, so we will see as we go, but we are on an adventure. It's a faith adventure, and it is really actually quite fun, even though there's some moments Moment. Uh, so we have, Could you elaborate uh, on that? I don't understand. I will, I will expand on that okay. really soon. Um, Well, 
building, and they, you know, with that money, they built the property on Nichols Road. And I think, you know, just along the way, that dream of this place kind of faded. Why would we ever want that little building when we have this huge one now? And then along come, you know, us who, I was, you know, kind of grew up in the church, and then the Lord, you know, indicated to us to buy this building. We had no idea why, um, but we did it, and it was this really intimidating historic building that was dilapidated and needed a lot of work, and then just over the course of time, the Lord, you know, miraculously transformed it. And then, you know, just it just happened that it was in the Lord's heart to give this building to New Day in the end. But it's so amazing how we pray things, and those seeds of prayer, they actually turn into something. But because it takes so long sometimes, we forget that this is actually a supernatural miracle that has happened. Yeah. You know, but it's like our job to remember, yeah, you know, that we actually desired this thing. At back then, it would have been a total miracle. And then it was actually a miracle that we bought it, and then it transformed and now New Day has it. It's just crazy. Um, so there's a rich heritage already, and I feel like there's so many of us, even in this room, that have kind of normally live, you know, daily, there's things that happen that are miracles, that are things that can only happen because of the intervention of God, yeah. only because of something that happens in the spirit realm that makes the physical, you know, change or shift or something breaks through, and, um, you know, that's what we're, sometimes when you say supernatural, people think a lot of things. <laughs> But I was looking up the word, and um, like if there's a manifestation or an event of something supernatural that's attributed to some force beyond scientific understanding or the laws of nature. So it's so hard for people to get their head around it. And because we're such a logic society, that logic, it can't comprehend it. And so so many people just kind of put all of that in the, the that can't be box. And then they just logic away everything. And that's what we're used to. Um, but really, when you, as from a Christian perspective, perspective, when you look at this topic, it's really about bringing the rules and the laws that are God and of heaven to this earth that's that right. is, you know, kind of slowly coming into line with, with his kingdom and his kind of parameters that are so outside what our logic can comprehend sometimes. Jesus was a perfect example of this, but it's beyond understanding. And um, I would say that that beyond understanding thing is something that we've really entered into in the past couple of years uh, on our journey. And um, one of those times came in when, um, you know, I, I would say that money and finances is definitely something that has like these rules and laws and ways on this earth that operate a certain way. And so we have this certain mindset about how that works. And that's what we, we have this certain human financial framework in our heads. And the Lord has just expanded that and expanded that. And um, <clears throat> we were, we were, we had done the first year of school. Well, we're, we were like partway through and there's this opportunity uh, to go on a missions trip. And so we financially, we were set for our first year, but we didn't have finances for this missions trip. So when we asked the Lord how we should approach this missions trip, how should, what should we do here? And we felt, we both felt like the Lord said to, to don't ask for money, but just pray. 
began to do that. And that was really good because we didn't want to ask for money. That's not our favorite thing to do. And, um, and so we were like, great, good one, Jesus. We're going to go with that. And then we were kind of second-guessing. Did we hear that or was that us? Because we didn't want to ask people. But um, so we, we went about this. And, of course, you're talking to different people and you hear other stories. Well, so-and-so, they felt like God said to not ask people but just to pray. And they didn't end up going on their trip because they couldn't raise the funds. You know, you hear stories. This is how it works when you're a human on this earth, you know. And that could have intimidated us out of doing what we had felt like the Lord said to do, but we stuck firm to it. And then we just started kind of sending prayer requests to people. Would you pray with us for this money to come in? Um, and at that one point, we missed a couple deadlines, and that sometimes happens, you know? But we needed $2,500 in one week, or else we were going to be kicked off the trip. And so we just prayed, and we asked for prayer. And a few things happened. Um, some family ended up donating a big chunk, and it just started this whole kind of like, it was like a snowball, like money just started coming in. Okay, so that was happening, and this other thing was happening at the same time. During the years on time, we had, through a series of circumstances, felt like the Lord was asking us to go to Germany for this, like in the summer, for a big chunk of the summer. And in our heads, we're thinking, we've just gone to school without jobs, and we need to make money this summer in order to continue living. So we thought, we can't do Germany, we have to work and make money. And the Lord clearly was indicating to us to, to do this six-week trip where we would tour around with some pastors in Germany and go to different churches. And so we thought that's crazy, um, but we were willing to consider it. And during this whole time, I prayed and I was just, Lord, you know, what are you thinking here? And he showed me a picture of a brown old leather wallet, like this big, fat, old leather wallet, and it had so many bills in it, and it was like his wallet. And he was got his hand kind of kind of poised on the, the bills, and he was saying, what trips do you want to go on? And I was like, trips? Like, plural? <laughs> and I was like, all of them. Like, if I'm not thinking about money, I want to go on all of the trips because there's this other desire in my heart to travel the world, and I just want to see God's kingdom come wherever I travel. But I really love all of that. And so, when he said that, I just thought, wow. But I can feel this, like, fatherly thing, you know, when, you know, you can see a, a dad who just wants to give his kid, you know, the thing they want. And I just was feeling that. And so, he, he showed me that picture, and I just wow, that's really a nice picture, but how does that actually play out? Like, those are heavenly bills. How does that work, like, on earth, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I started realizing how there's, like, this, he we have heavenly bank accounts. He gave me another picture filled with, like, everything we need. And it's, like, about activating your belief system with that bank account in heaven that transfers and manifests itself into your earthly bank account. And so, you know, I've just kind of been pondering all that. How does that really work, Lord? And um, so what happened was, was this $2,500 was due in one week, and we were asking people to partner with us in prayer, and over the course of that week, not just $2,500 came in, but another $2,500 came in, and we realized this was the money to get to Germany, and it, we couldn't believe that double. We had somebody tell us 
we, I feel like you're going to get more than you were needing. And we were thinking a couple hundred dollars for maybe the trip, but it was just out of this world. So we just couldn't believe how the Lord provided. So um, fast forward to the next year. Um, this next second school year was very tight financially. It was nothing like the first year. It was very tight. And we were just kind of, we actually didn't have a, a home to live in of our own. We were actually renting rooms um, from different friends. And um, it, was, it was quite unusual. But of course, we're learning how to be absolutely thankful in all things and to focus on all the awesome stuff that God's doing because it really helps <laughs> in every way. Your attitude, it helps to see what actually is awesome about what's going on. Um, so we, we had a really hard time paying our tuition and we were hoping that our bills would get paid, things like that. And for your second year, you have opportunities to go on ministry trips with staff from school. And all year long, people are going on all these ministry trips, like all over the world, with Bill Johnson or whoever. And um, we were thinking, we just can't even get our head around that when we have tuition to pay, and we have rent to pay, and we have all this other stuff. And um, there was a, another mission trip that was going to happen um, to Azusa in LA, and we knew we were gonna have money for that, and we had nothing. So we were just like, I can't even think about this ministry trip thing. But through a series of circumstances, an opportunity came up to go to Switzerland with one of the staff pastors. And she said, I would love for you to come. We'd love to have you. Um, I need the money for the plane tickets by tomorrow at noon. <laughs> so if you can A, tell me if you're gonna come, and B, have the money in, that would be <laughs> and we were like, so we prayed about it, and in praying about it, we didn't have a strong indication, like this really dramatic word, but we both felt that this was something we were supposed to go for, and so we felt that this was the most financially irresponsible decision we had ever made, but we could feel the pleasure of the Lord on it. And so we decided, yes, we're going to. And she said, okay, great. Can you get the money in by noon? And I just thought, we'll see. <laughs> the worst that can happen is we just don't end up going, you know? So Seth had felt that the Lord said to message all the Swiss people we knew and ask them to support our trip to their own country. So we had about 16 people we sent messages to. And within whatever, the, the thing was due by noon, and by 10 a.m., our plane tickets were paid for. What? 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 And then, um, that day, one of the Swiss people said, I felt the Lord say not to put money towards your trip, but to pay one of your tuition off. And then, so, she paid Seth, which was the greater amount, and then, we got an email from my dad saying that someone from New Day had support lights had given us money and they um, had a check for a certain amount and it was enough to pay off my tuition. It's the day that we said yes, the day we said yes, but the day that that whole thing was due. So the Lord is telling us, you believe me for like, the, you know, crazy outlandish things and I will take care of the basics, you know, and it just, something that we learned was sometimes and when it feels like a financially irresponsible moment, if the Lord is indicating to take this leap of faith and to trust in Him, it's always worth it. And so we, we had done that, and we ended up going to Switzerland. 
And through that, the Lord had really birthed in us those two trips, this real heart for Europe. And we definitely feel like we'll be called there in the future. And if we had not done those things and been ridiculous and kind of gone with what the Lord was telling us and not what maybe logic or even, this is a tough message, but sometimes what seems like wisdom would say, if the Lord is telling you to do something, it's so good to do it. It's always also good to check with your leaders and to submit some of your ideas. Um, but that was something that we definitely learned. Um, another another um, thing that really got me this year was, uh, well, actually it was last year, it was a, a guy who told me a story, this is kind of shifting gears about being persistent and pursuing the things of the Lord in the, the miracle realm. Um, this guy got up in front of the whole school, it was like 1,200 people, and he told a story about how he had seen, you know, he didn't have a lot in his church about miracles or anything, but he was so hungry for it. And he went on YouTube and he just saw how to heal the sick videos, like training videos. So he just watched several of them and he just thought, I just have to do this. If people can get healed, I want to see it happen. So he started in his high school and he just would find out who was sick and he would ask if he could pray for them. He'd pray with them and they wouldn't get well. Like he just wasn't seeing anything happen. So he kept, what did he do? He kept going. Why? I don't know. Guess how many people he prayed for and saw nothing happen? Guess how many? 200. Huh? 200. 200. Any more? 300. 1,200 people. He prayed for 1,200 people and they did not get better. I'm like, after 10, I'm like, oops, I'm not doing that anymore. I mean, my own dignity, my own reputation, um, disappointment, discouragement, 1,200 people. And then what happened? Started, he started to see miracle after miracle after miracle. And then after that kind of 1,200 mark, everybody was getting healed. And by this time he had graduated and he started going to a community college and he was praying for everybody he could get his hands on in his community college. And they were all getting healed and he started becoming known as the Jesus kid because they were getting in touch with the love of Jesus as they're getting healed. 1,200 without a single miracle. I just, I wept. I wept. I thought, I don't have what this kid has and I want it. And he said, guess what? This is my miracle. It's your breakthrough. He said, you know, my 1,200 people, you don't have to wait for 1,200 people because I've broken through it for all of us. You know, and he said, you can take it. You know, and just, I, I just was so impacted by that. But what I realized over the years is sometimes there is major disappointment in pressing into miracles and we protect ourselves by backing off. And I prayed about that. And I just felt like the Lord said, you can come to me with your disappointment. I think most of the time we, we, we kind of distance ourselves from the Lord and decide that that's just not going to work for me anymore. And um, it basically goes down to, do we believe that God is good? Do we believe that he's good? Does, do we believe that, that we are his favorite kid and he loves us and that he's actually doing something good on our behalf and that he's actually going to 
you know, make this good in the end. Yeah. Is he good? Do we believe that? Is he good? And, and once we have that locked inside and we believe he's good, when we face disappointment, we go to him with that disappointment instead of backing away from him. Because what we do is we decide we're protecting our own heart instead of letting the Lord protect our heart. And so what, what I've done over time is when I face disappointment in something, I go to the Lord. I train myself instead of backing away that I'll go to him and let like, you know, him minister to my heart because his compassion and his empathy and hope is there with him. And then we can learn, you know, maybe I did something wrong in the process. Maybe, and, but what happens a lot of times is we actually point the finger at God and we get offended at him and we blame him. But I feel like it's because we just don't have enough understanding. Right. But the supernatural is loaded with mystery. You know, the spiritual realm is full of things that we don't quite get yet. Someday we will know. But now we have only a shadow. But it's in relationship with him that we're actually able to, to process disappointment to the point where we can be filled with hope again and move on towards the miracles. Because I want to be that kid who yeah. pursues and does not give up, even when things look crazy disappointing, you know, and pursues and pursues and don't does not consider my own, you know, dignity or whatever, but goes after the Lord until I see a breakthrough. That's good. So, if you turn in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians 12, and like Anthony said, uh, the scripture that he read for the community was just before this, and Paul was um, kind of giving some direction and correction on some different things, and then he jumps into this. Are you guys there? Everyone got their Bibles? <laughs> the Bible. <laughs> Alright, so this is what it says. Now concerning spiritual gifts, I'm reading out of the New American Standard. Like the name. I do not want you to be unaware you know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to the mute idols, however you were led. So keep in mind the mute idols. All right, let's skip down to four. Now there are a variety of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are a variety of ministries and the same Lord. There are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things and all persons. To each one, say, I'm one. I'm one. <laughs> to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. So everyone say, I am given the manifestation of the Spirit. I am given the manifestation of the Spirit. For to one is given the word of wisdom. Think Solomon, wisdom that wasn't from him, it was from God. Uh, and to another, a word of knowledge. Think about, when you think about word of knowledge, think about knowing something about someone that you shouldn't otherwise know. So like Jesus knew about the Samaritan woman, that he had, she had had all these other relationships. All right? To another, faith by the same spirit. Think about Matthew, where uh, it talks about someone believing in faith and that mountain being put into the sea. Faith that is great. Um, uh, and to another, gifts of healing by one by the one Spirit. Think about the the shadow that heals. 
and another prophecy, and to another distinguishing of spirits, and to another various kinds of tongues, and to another interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works in all these things, distributing to each one individually, just as he wills. So all of us, all of us, have the manifestations of the spirit. All right? Obviously, I, I don't see where it says we only get one, but I see where we all get some of this, right? That's right. So here's what's interesting to me about that scripture. It starts out by talking about how people turn toward mute idols. Why do you think Paul said mute idols? Okay, they don't speak. And then he goes on to talk about the manifestations, and he talks about and all of those things, you have to be connected to God to hear what he's saying. That's good. That's good. To be able to operate in gifts. So, I just, I was reading it, I was like, oh my gosh, that's brilliant. Paul is brilliant. Paul is a really smart guy, really inspired. Mute idols and all these gifts of the spirit, all these gifts of the supernatural, are through hearing God and, and sensing what he's doing being connected to him. So, he's contrasting the new idols to a God who speaks to us. That's right. So it's all, all the gifts of the Spirit, all the supernatural, is all in connection with God. It's all in relationship with God. It's all having our hearts knit to his. And you know what? As soon as you say, Jesus, you're the Lord of my life, Holy Spirit, come and fill me up, you know what happens? You get transformed, right? The Bible says we're new creations. New creations. And so we all of a sudden have the gifts of the Spirit. We all of a sudden have this ability to, um, to operate in this. And of course we develop it over time. We grow in it. We pursue it. But it's in us right now. Say it's in me right now. It's in me right now. Yeah. Did you know that a butterfly... What does a butterfly come from? A caterpillar. A caterpillar. Did you know that the caterpillar has two sets of genes within it? Some people say two sets of DNA, and I'm not a scientist, so I don't know. But, but they, it actually, uh, genes for the butterfly exist in the caterpillar. And I think it's the same with us. We have genes inside of us that are of the Spirit. We come to know Jesus, we become alive, we become a new creation, we become a new butterfly. We're like something new and something beautiful just came out of this cocoon, out of this death. It's a great parallel, right? There's a death of the, of the caterpillar uh, coming out of life. Um, so it is now our identity to be spiritual. People. It's now our identity to walk in spiritual things. I mean, you look at the Bible, it's filled, jam-packed full of the supernatural. I mean, nearly every story in the Bible has a connection between natural and supernatural. And I think that in our Western society, we tend to divide the supernatural from the natural. And really, the way God has it is it's, it's interconnected. The, the natural affects the supernatural. The supernatural affects the natural. So I would say, 
The supernatural is actually quite natural. And the natural is actually quite and connected to the supernatural if we allow it to be. That's right. And Acts 2.4 talks about how we're filled with the Spirit. We're filled with the Spirit that it's an empowering Holy Spirit to be able to do it. Ephesians 5.18, do not be drunk on wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Actually, last year when we spoke at, at, at New Day, I talked about this progression. Jesus comes out, he's baptized by John. Jesus, uh, the Father speaks over him, there's my son, who am I not? Well, please, he speaks identity over him. He's now anointed and he starts his, his ministry, right? Then what does Jesus do? Jesus goes to the 12 disciples. He like disciples them, raises them up. And then what does he do? He sends them out. He says, now you're anointed. Now you go do this stuff. You've seen me do all these miracles. You're going to do greater things. Now you go do it. And then what does he do after that? It's not just the 12. Then he sends out 70. And he sends them out. And they go out. And they, they start working miracles. They start praying for the sick and they're getting healed. They start casting out demons. And it's this progression. And then before Jesus leaves, what does he do? He says, all of us, it's all of our role to do that. And so it's this building of kingdom on earth and what the kingdom on earth looks like. So, it's our identity, it's actually quite natural, it's a natural part of who we are, it's who we're built to be. And when we look and focus on it and pay attention to it, we will be surprised how much more we see it. That's good. Okay? So, um, Moses, Exodus 3.3. Exodus 3 is the story of Moses where he like, sees the burning bush. Everyone familiar with that story? The burning bush. It is interesting because he was going somewhere and the Bible says that he turned aside because he saw something that was different. He noticed something that was unusual and he paid attention to it and he walked over to it and he's like, wow, there's a bush burning and it's not being consumed. So there was a there was, he was willing to have his direction changed to recognize something supernatural, something crazy going on. And I would, I, I believe that the supernatural stuff is happening all around us all the time. And we're just not paying attention to it lots of times. We're missing it. You know what? In our skepticism, we even explain it away. We explain something that God's actually doing away as a natural thing. Sometimes God uses natural things in a supernatural way. So it is natural, but it's God doing something. God's in it. God's working. God's doing something. So um, there's a couple examples. I love the story of um, Elijah. He says to his servant, he first prophesies, he says, a, a big rainstorm is coming. So that's a prophetic word. He's like, the rain is coming, but there's not been rain for years, and there's a blue sky, right? So then he says to his servant, go look over there and see if you see the rain coming. And the servant runs over there. Runs back. Nope, sorry, no rain. He's like, go look again. 
Jesus runs, 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 runs back. Nope, not there again. He sent him seven times. Seven times. And then the servant said, I see a cloud that's the size of a man's hand. Comes back and tells him, Elijah's like, it's going to start pouring. Go, we got to go, we got to go. And it was like Elijah knew what God had spoken, that rain was coming. And he relentlessly believed that it was going to happen. And then, you know what he did? He saw just a little sign, just a little sign in the air that said, it's coming. And that, he was like, all right, it's here now. And I think what, what, when, when, I, when I pray for people for healing, when I pray for the supernatural or miracles, um, what we realize is if, if I, let's say, Keith, do you have any pain in your body right now? No? That's good. So let's say Keith's shoulder hurts, and he, and he says, oh, man, I think I'm going to one time, my shoulder it's like a seven or yeah, that's good. Ow, oh man, your shoulder is sort of like a seven on a scale of ten. Yeah, okay, right. So Jesus would just speak to the shoulder that the pain will go, that anything that's torn will be repaired in Jesus' name. And if I ask you, okay, now how bad does your shoulder hurt? And he said, uh, 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 it went down a little bit. To me, that is the cloud, the size of the man's hand. That is the indication. Here comes the storm. Here comes the healing. Here comes what God's doing. And so there's this aspect of recognizing and seeing God's doing something. If I wouldn't have prayed, that wouldn't have happened. God's doing something. And so what we do is we thank God. The, the spirit of thankfulness. The heart of just being thankful for whatever God's doing. That... It's amazing because when we genuinely thank God and recognize, oh my gosh, this pain just went down right now. That's a miracle. Like, that's amazing. What we find is, we just keep praying. You know, Jesus prayed for the blind man more than once. He prayed for him the first time. He said, How, how's it going there? And the guy's like, uh, I can see some, some light now. And Jesus prayed for him again. I'm like, well, all right, if Jesus prayed for people more than once, I can pray for people more than once, too. So, so you pray again. What people will often say is, well, I'm not healed yet. That I still feel pain, and that's where their focus is. But what about the, the, the dissipating of the pain? What about that, the little bit of difference that just happened? And so it's where your focus is. Yeah, where your focus is. So we focus on what God is doing and not what he's not doing. How much easier is it to focus on what he's not doing? So much easier to focus on what he's not doing. But when we put our focus and our attention on what God is doing, we start to see. We've seen it over and over when we've prayed multiple times and thanked God for what he's doing. We've seen people get healed like, from seven level pain to nothing. It, it's, it's just amazing how God works. And he wants to use us to do that. So, the third point, if you haven't got it, I'm doing points. I actually have points. The first one is <laughs> that we, it's who we are. It's our identity. That's number one. Number two is the supernatural is actually quite natural. Number three is if you look for it and focus on it, you're going to see more of it. That's right. If you pay attention to it, you're going to see more of it. 
Alright, and then the fourth is there's action required on our part. Not always, but almost always. There's action required on our part. So I think of Moses, he's leading the children out of Israel, gets jammed between two mountains and the Red Sea. I don't even think that the Red Sea was an option for them. I don't think they were thinking Red Sea is an option. I think they're thinking, we're, we're dead. And yeah, they yeah. said that to Moses. They said, why'd you take us out of Egypt? So we could die in the desert? Is that what you wanted? So Because there wasn't enough graves back in Egypt? Right. They're caught between the Red Sea and two mountains. The Egyptians are coming. Uh, and, and, and so they start complaining and grumbling. And then Moses is like, God, what's going on? He's like, well, first he says, be still. Which is, oh, I love that. Be still. Just chill out. <laughs> Settle down. It's going to be okay. And then he's, he's like, tell them to start marching into the sea. And you raise your hand over the sea and watch what I'll do. That's right. So there's an action required. It's not a big action. It wasn't something like crazy, I don't know, like what? Like go climb a mountain. Well, maybe that is the action. I don't know. But, but it was an action that Moses had to take to reach his hand over, over the sea and it, and it opened up. And so the action required on our part. And what I want to encourage you guys with tonight is to take little steps. Take little action steps. We're praying for someone. Start small. Just start doing it. But no, I love it. We, just, we took communion tonight. You know, Jesus paid for all of our infirmities and our sickness. And when, when we look, you know, going back to um, 1 Corinthians 12, all of those gifts and men manifestations of the Spirit are ours. They're ours. It's who we are. It's who you are. It just is. It's just who you are. You might, maybe you don't feel it. Maybe, yeah. But it is yours. That is the normal Christian life. That is the normal Christian life. So I was actually thinking that you could pray what the guy prayed for all of us, <laughs> that we don't have to pray for 1,200 people before they start getting healed, before we start seeing miracles um, through us, if you could start, maybe we could do that. I think we're kind of toward the end of time. So. Jesus did and even greater. Yeah. That you have made us to be um, 
people of the Spirit that bring your love and bring the, the parameters of heaven to this earth. Thank you that we can be people without limits. That we, I just declare over you that, that you are a person without limits of your mind, of your thinking, um, even in your finances and um, healing. We just declare that there are no limits in the name of Jesus. Even in, um, in innovation and wisdom, we just declare increase in the name of yes. Jesus. Thank you, God, that we are sons and daughters, and you are a papa. Yeah, thank you, God, that it's in relationship with you that we are able to, to, uh, to see your kingdom come. And I just pray that our hearts will just be stirred up and hungry to see you work through us and to see you. Lord, I just pray for a hunger inside of us to see your kingdom come. Lord, I pray that you shake us out of monotony. And let, let the, let tonight just be a refreshing, yes. like a, a refreshing breath of air to, to almost kind of shock us out of the mundane and the normal God. Thank you that living with you and walking with you and taking steps of faith and seeing your kingdom come, God, it's, it's just amazing. And Father, I pray that tonight will just be a a night of inspiration, God, where you will um, even birth in each one of us seeds that grow into something that produces fruit. God, let tonight be, that there be seeds planted that will actually change the course of our lives, God. That we'll, we'll actually start to see things that we never thought possible. That we'll actually move in things that, that only, we only read in the Bible. But by, by our very hands and by the way you've designed it, you want us to partner with you and to allow the Holy Spirit to work through us. Yeah, and I just declare over you two things. One, out of Matthew 7, that as we ask, it will be given to us. That as we seek, we will find. As we knock, it will be opened for us. Uh, because the Lord, he intends us to seek out the mysteries of his kingdom and um, that we will find him. And then the second one is in Matthew 11, that we will find rest for our souls in um, being equally yoked with the Lord, that, that, that we share his yoke, that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And um, as we pursue walking in the Spirit and um, seeing his kingdom come through us, that it is easy because we share um, that yoke with the Lord and he is working and so it's restful for us. So while we seek him, we're also in a place of rest eternally. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Yeah, I, I was um, just praying and I just felt like there's maybe uh, one or more than one person here who um, pursues art or has um, just a gift of art and creativity. And I was feeling that the Lord is wanting to bring increase. And um, I was just thinking to, to have us gather around those who are in that place. Uh, is there anyone who who's, like pursues art and is looking for breakthrough in art? Yes. I kind of thought I had that word. And then I was like, well, I know one person here who's amazing in the art department. Anyone else? Art. 
big deal. They're like the arts. The arts. Art is the specific thing I was feeling. Okay, so Heather. So can a couple people go to Heather right now and pray for her? Just go for it. Yeah. And then um, specifically, I was feeling that you, Heather, there's going to be an increase in your art. And I saw a large pieces of your art with a, like a high price tag on them. And I felt like the Lord was saying that your art is going to cost a lot because of the high demand and that people are going to purchase your art. And it's going to be like, when's the next one coming out? Because I want to buy it. Almost like you'll have a line of people waiting for your pieces. So in Jesus' name, we just bless yes. Heather. Amen. We just pray for breakthrough over her. We just thank you, Father, that you had her in mind tonight. And that as she pursues art, that it will be easy. And Lord, what's nat what is naturally inside of her will come out. And that there will be no blockages or barriers. And I, I actually just feel like there's been um, an attack on your creativity. And so we just come against anything that's been kind of blockading your path in the area of art. And we just say that has to stop right now in the name of Jesus. And we just declare the kingdom of heaven and the glory of the Lord over your creativity, that it will flourish inside of you. And I actually just felt like there was a measure of healing coming into you as a result of what the Lord is doing tonight. There's, there's healing coming inside of you. And that's going to, I just feel like there's waterfalls um, of art coming out of you. It's going to be fast and easy and blessed in the name of Jesus. Everybody to 